0: Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 133 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara, and you sound the same way every single time you do that. (laughs) I get excited to record a new episode. I'm always happy to get these things out. You know, we've been doing it every week for 133 weeks. It's hard to change. Well, you sound good, partner. Well, I appreciate that. I just finished recording our Zoom call for the Denturus Association conference next week.
1: Yeah, how'd it go?
0: It was good. You're no novice to this. You've done it a few times. You know how it is. Yeah. We covered some really good stuff, and I encourage anyone to go check it out, especially technicians. If you want to take the next step in a career, Look at Denturism, and their conference is a good way to uh, check it out. Awesome. But I saw online Uh that you're also an educator at the LMT virtual event in November. (laughs) How come you never tell me these things?
1: I don't know. Um, Judy Fishman and I had a really great interview. I'm not really an educator, but before the actual CE course, they're doing small interviews and I was one of the folks that she chose and we sat down and talked about our one piece flow and how we've changed night dental and the way that we manufacture, and it was really cool. She's she I just love Judy to death. She's amazing. So yeah.
0: All right. I'm gonna ask you again. Did you mention the podcast? <laughs>
1: no. But I have to take a moment of silence because, you know, this is super sad. So Eddie Van Halen died. I got to mention it on the podcast because I'm a big rocker girl. I loved him. Super sad about that. I know this doesn't really fall into dental technology, but I had to give a nod to him. So
0: I get it. I understand, Barb. Yeah. I, I feel your loss. I would say <laughs> I'm right there with you, but if it wasn't for the name of, of the band being called Van Halen, I wouldn't know who Eddie Van Halen was.
1: Come on. You didn't
0: listen to Van Halen ever? I really Where didn't. Where the were you? In well, a corner somewhere under a rock? Yeah. I know of the band. <laughs> I could oh probably tell you one or two songs, maybe. Did they do maybe. Jump? <laughs> yes. Okay, there you go.
1: Yeah. Well, I know Sean Nowak's going. Yeah, I know it's such a bummer.
0: There's people out there listening to this podcast that get it. I know. Okay, if you don't, but thank you for letting me mention it. Big influence in the music world, and I understand. And I'm happy to let you mention it. And I'm sure he had dental work at some point, so it's kind (laughs) of he did,
1: dude. I'm sure it's relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it is. Yes, he did. Definitely. So, yeah. All right, so onward and upward we go.
0: Absolutely. Even though I just got done recording a virtual with video for the Denturist Association, a lot of people might not know this, but Barb and I, we can't see each other when we do these. Thank God. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't need to see Barb any more than I see Barb. <laughs> but we do it only audio. I find that it's better to do it only audio so you can focus on the audio. I don't need to see what people are giving me weird faces.
1: (laughs) Like me right now? Just kidding.
0: Yeah. But there might be a way for us to record the podcast while we're still sitting in the same room, but be miles apart from each other. How do we do that, you might ask? I don't know. We're going to find out. We find out on today's episode as we bring two individuals in from the future. Dun-dun-dun! They are obviously not from the future, but their idea and their plan is. Vincent Silva from DHC, which is Dental Healthcare Computers, and also the company VHS, which is the Virtual Healthcare Systems, he comes on the podcast along with mega technician Jed Archibald to talk about taking dentistry to the next level, the next virtual reality level. Awesome. You might have seen some of the amazing videos online, but now they come on to talk about how we can now train, educate, troubleshoot, and repair in the lab all through the use of VR goggles. Nice. Yeah, this is some pretty amazing stuff that's going to change the way we do a lot of the things in the lab. So join us as we chat with Vincent Silva and Jed Archibald. Dental Services Group is proud to support the National Board of Certification and Dental Technology and proudly promote certification for dental technicians throughout their national network of laboratories.
1: The CDT designation sets certified dental technicians apart from others in the field demonstrating a mastery of knowledge and applied skills in the art of dentistry.
0: Certification also raises the standards of dental health through education and all aspects of dental technology. At Dental Services Group, they believe dentistry plays a significant role in the healthcare ecosystem and is committed to providing solutions to benefit the overall health and well-being of the patient. Visit NBC CERT to learn more about becoming a CDT. And Dentalservices.net to learn
1: more about how DSG supports the dental community. And they support our podcast. So thank you, DSG.
0: Voices from the Bench The Interview like to welcome to the podcast today two gentlemen that are kind of all over social media right now doing something kind of cool if you've noticed it's a virtual reality in dentistry but let's introduce you guys we have jed archibald from utah how are you sir hello hello (laughs) where'd jed go ah that was like one of my best introductions i've ever done there he is jed You heard my amazing introduction? It was
2: so good. It was so good. I, it
0: was like the best one I've ever done. It was
2: so good. Like, it was very intimidating. Like, I was like, oh my <laughs> God. I'm, ner- I'm really nervous now. That's
0: all for you. So let's take over from the end of that. From Utah, how are you, sir?
2: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm really happy to be here. Awesome.
0: And then we're also joined by Vincent Silva from California. How are you, sir? Good. Doing great. Nice. appreciate you guys joining us on a rare evening recording of Voices from the Bench. One of us might be drinking wine. Just saying. (laughs) I think it's me. The problem is if you're not sure, that means you got a problem. (laughs) I'm pretty sure.
1: But it's only one glass, so I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. Excited to be here.
0: Nice. I've noticed online there's been a lot of big names in dentistry talking about this kind of virtual reality you guys are creating where we can take training virtually. I mean, I guess that's the best way to put it. Am I explaining it right?
2: Yeah, I think that's a fair way to say it. You know, the term virtual, it's still a very new and kind of misused term, just kind of generally right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of us have been thrown into some type of, of virtual world just due to COVID. And when you talk virtual, we really have to start talking about the different types of virtual that's out there. And the experiences you can have, the one that is probably the most popular that everyone loves and, and plays with the most and we just don't really realize it is augmented reality. That's become kind of a forefront of our lives just through our uh, smartphones and our apps, whether it's Snapchat or you know any type of other facial recognition that's out there. Augmented reality is wonderful and it's neat. But when we start talking about using it as an educational tool, it's less practical, just because the hardware you need to actually use AR is very expensive. Sure. Yeah. So it's. I mean, you start thinking about it. Yeah. The cheapest thing that we have access to is a smartphone, which is a thousand dollars. But then you get into the hololenses and other things like that, which look very futuristic. And those are you know upwards of close to four thousand dollars. So when you start thinking Daddy, of those in scale of Daddy, Daddy, Somebody's got
0: a kid. I got a kid. <laughs> I got a kid.
2: She's great. Aww. She's Aww. here. Yeah, she was. <laughs>
3: you are thanks. Hey, where's mom? Aw yeah, for the record, that's our next CEO. <laughs> she
1: sounds adorable. Get them early. Yep. This is what happens when you do live podcasts. I know, I know, <laughs> I know.
3: One sec.
2: I'll be right back. Yes, I'm sorry. You're guys.
3: No, you're fine. Okay. She's our best coder. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I love your ambiance here. You guys are having a good time and make us feel very at ease. It's nice. <laughs>
0: That's oh, yeah. what we try to do. I've
1: got a question for you, Vincent, while um, he's away. So, how did you get into our industry? Have you been in it for. A while?
3: Yes, uh, as long as I can remember. I'm third generation technician. Mm, my father beautiful. is a removables technician out of L.A., California. I started off early, you know, kind of sweeping the floors in the laboratory during summers. Uh, then pouring models. Then that kind of evolved into, you know, graduating high school and figuring out what I was going to do. So I took some classes, obviously at the local college, and realized that my true passion and calling was dental technology. So I attended L.A. City under Dana Cohen. Oh, oh yeah, no, I do yeah. know him, yeah. It's
1: fantastic. Yeah,
3: I'm a local hero. I uh, graduated there, <laughs> went to the School of Hard Knocks, which is, you know, real life, Yeah, and then ended up taking Dr. Ed McLaren's program at UCLA, uh, uh, the NGC sure. program. Uh, I was very fortunate enough to, uh, you know, rub shoulders with some of the top guys in the industry, learn Ed's ways and aesthetic protocol. And then I was approached by one of my mentors, Mogen's Gad from Oslo, Norway. Nice. And he had put an offer on the table asking if I wanted to travel the world and learn from the best. I said, I'd love to, but obviously just graduating Ed's program, as you know, was not cheap. Yeah. So he blessed me and uh, basically said he would take care of it and I didn't have to worry about it. So, you know, next thing you know, I'm on a plane to Oslo, Norway, across the world. And I was able to work with guys like Mick Kedge, Mogans Gad, Klaus, all those guys, all the greats. Mm. Then when I got back to the States, I was recruited by CapTech. They're Zara brothers, mm-hmm. Nick and Lou Zera. Yeah,
1: we know them yes, too. Yes,
3: yes. Great guys, great guys. Uh, I started working for them, for the gold company. And then I worked for Henry Shine Origin. And I kind of felt like, you know, there was something I was missing in as far as CAD CAM, you know, because I felt the real horsepower behind any sort of digital platform was the PC. And for some reason, Alienware wasn't cutting it. Nobody else was producing a, a PC that would accommodate some of these softwares. So I started a company called DHC, Digital Healthcare Computers, optimizing PCs for CAD CAM at the highest level. And as we were being progressive and forward thinking, we actually started uh, working with Jed Archibald and we started working with some of the top VR guys in the industry to bring digital dentistry and that platform to interact. And that's kind of how Jed and I met. We actually met through Dr. Ed McLaren, a mutual friend of ours yep. in Utah. And you know, Jed and I pretty much hit it off from the very beginning, you know, if you've been in the industry, then you're definitely aware of who the Archibalds are. And sure. they're like a the, yeah. uh, level that they do things. And so Jed and I were talking one day and, you know, he loved what I was doing as far as VR. And this was at the infancy stage. And he was like a duck to water. He acclimated very fast. He knew more about it when I had started it. And basically, you know, we had a conversation, a heart to heart. I'd went down there and uh, made him basically promise that he would roll this out in a manner that would be correct. And he's done nothing short of that. I mean, he has really put it through the paces, the software, me, myself, and taken it to the next level and really done some great, great things with it. Things that I would have never imagined. So we started creating a a VHS team and it's just been a a wild ride since. I'm glossing over a lot of this.
2: Jed, are you back yet? Yeah, I'm okay. back. I'm back. What part just... did I
3: miss? Cuz I I know I missed something there.
2: <laughs> you know, you didn't talk much about, you know, how I look, how I'm very attractive <laughs> and uh, smell nice, things like that. Very
1: adorable daughter. Yes, <laughs> yes.
2: yes, yes. Yeah, no, I think, you know, I, you know, you covered a lot of things and I think that's what's important to me that I'm glad you did mention was just the fact that I'm fortunate that through just kind of my past and history Growing up, kind of apprenticing with my father over the years, running the lab school, also doing a lot of different projects with Gordon and getting to see all the wonderful R&D that he gets to do, as well as product development that he does. I can
0: only imagine.
2: Yeah, he helps a lot of companies behind the scenes. They'll come to him and kind of pitch products to him, and he'll give him a lot of advice, kind of his thoughts and two cents, and you never hear about it, Right. Uh, yeah. But there are things that kind of help shape the direction of the way things go. So just being in that type of environment, I, you know, I feel extremely fortunate. So, you know, when Vince came to me with this thing and he was showing me the VR, I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is great. You know, it's an, okay, this has potential. And But I wasn't getting too excited. But what got me excited and got me invested is when he said, you know, I just really want this to have a positive impact on dentistry. And I want us to do this the right way that's what really kind of sparked my interest and got me going. I said, okay, the right way. And he's all, yeah, the right way. I'm like, okay, hang on, here we go. (laughs) And uh, you know, I'm really grateful that Vince is, uh, he's put a lot of trust in me. I know he's had some questionable calls where he's probably been nervous about some of my decisions and stuff, but he's been very, very gracious and very trustworthy. So it's been a really good relationship and really fun that way. So we've had a really fun time. Yeah. What we wanted to do was rather than just throw it out to our industry in its infancy form, I knew that if we did that, it would be very similar to CAD CAM, where CAD CAM 20 years ago, maybe a little more than 20 years ago now, when it was brought into our industry, it was very, very infant. It was at the time, six-year-old technology for that time. Because of that, you had a lot of people who were excited about it, but then a lot of people who saw that it was gimmicky, a lot of people who saw that it wasn't there yet, and it kind of floundered and it got pushed off to kind of the lower end of our industry, unfortunately. And it's kind of floundered and had kind of a rough start. And now it's taken off to a point where, you know, everyone's pretty much adopting CAD CAM to some degree, if not a full degree, right? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So we didn't want VR to come off that way. We didn't want to introduce it in its infancy form and have it be kind of pigeonholed as gimmicky. We wanted to come in at a very high level and start making a positive change as fast as possible. So really, I took Vince by the arm and we've been uh, kind of traveling around like crazy for the past two years. This isn't just because of COVID. This was two years ago. And visiting companies, visiting educators, kind of the top people, the people who are really major influencers out there, people I trust, and showing them virtual reality, talking about the options, talking about the possibilities, what, what would be the shortcomings of it. So, and that's kind of led us to kind of get it to a much more polished state where it is ready, while at the same time allowed companies and educators to through us, develop kind of their own personal experience. You know, you haven't seen it yet, but very shortly you will be seeing some really neat tools, either tools or educational experiences provided from some pretty serious players out there. So that's going to be very exciting. As you know, we just barely started to kind of announce publicly what we've been doing yeah. with virtual reality now mm-hmm. but it's been a long road getting there but it's it's at a phase where we feel like it's gonna it's gonna be fun you know not everyone's gonna love it but it's definitely gonna be neat and it's it's gonna be a positive for industry so kind of what we set out to be so we're pretty proud of it i'm really proud of the work vince has done so yeah
1: if you're a laboratory like myself so how would i engage in the system? What do I need to do to find out about it, to look at it, to to play with it, or are you just beta testing right now?
2: Well, right now, I mean, the bottom line is to actually develop any virtual reality experience. It costs money. Uh, The bottom line, it just costs money to do. So we're trying to be very strategic on how we do that. So as far as your experience as a laboratory person, for instance, say we've been working with one of your dental supply companies who offers a mill. Mm-hmm. Okay,,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you have that mill, and now you need to do a service call on it. A part breaks or a part needs to be replaced, or you need to figure out what's wrong with the mill in the past, if you had the d w x fifty you would have to ship it around the country, and heaven forbid if it was bought through Henry shine, that might be in the mail for like a week, yeah. right yeah, um, yeah we've all had <laughs> yeah. no, that's not a stab at Henry shine, that's just i mean we've we've all been there, oh right? yeah. And that's a horrible experience, not just for the customer, but also for the company too. So rather than going through that, now your mill, you would actually have a technical representative contact you. Hey, let's hop in. I would like to walk through this in a virtual reality setting. And so the technical representative would actually have virtual reality goggles. So they would be an avatar with hands and functions and things. And if you had a headset, you could also be an avatar with hands and functions or with our system. The great thing is, is you can actually just watch via, you know, a 3D experience uh, just on your phone or on your desktop. So you don't have to have a virtual reality headset. You will experience it similar to like a video game. Uh, So you can use your keys or cursors or whatever to move around and look around and experience something like a video game. But the, the technician with the actual VR headset will be able to go in, manipulate the equipment. So in the virtual setting, they could pull off a panel, say, "Okay, you see this screw? I need you to go undo this screw or go change this part go check this connection wow. and come back and report and can essentially troubleshoot or walk through just about any scenario that way in real time. So rather than watching like a YouTube tutorial or yeah. rather than reading a manual, you would have a one-on-one session with a technician walking through it as if he is there.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
2: Which is which is really cool. It, it kind of helps bridge that gap that we need, you know, it gives you that customer service we would like to have in the lab, but for the company you can imagine the amount of money that will save them on a large scale, not shipping technicians around the country, okay. not shipping equipment across the country. The amount of burn rate that is reduced is astronomical just in that one instance. And then it opens up to also that same experience would transform to your exhibitions. We have Chicago, you know, fingers crossed, we have Chicago next year, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: Absolutely.
2: So the same company that has developed that virtual reality experience can now show up to Chicago with their booth. They can maybe scale down their booth a little bit. And rather than sending a bunch of mills on pallets to Chicago, they can just send a VR headset and have an extra TV screen there. Interesting. There's some really neat advantages to that, which are really fun.
0: Make sure you virtually unplug it before you start working on it, though. That's the first thing everyone needs to do. That's right. right. (laughs) So, Vincent, this VR, I mean, this is nothing new. I mean, I remember seeing a movie called Lawnmower Man back in the 80s (laughs) about virtual reality. At what point did you decide this was a good concept to bring into dentistry?
3: Well, like I said, when I first started DHC, optimizing PCs, we wanted to be forward thinking and ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. As you know, though, if you're too far ahead of the curve, you're lost. True, It doesn't yeah. work. So I was working on some conceptual you know, things as far as virtual reality, augmented reality. We jumped into the HoloLens in the very beginning with AR and all this good stuff. Realized that VR was a great introductory platform to kind of tee this up at a good price point. But what the real rubber meets the road is when we are able to communicate at a high level, using all the digital information and content that we have at our resources, interoral scans, facial recognition from Zircon's on. How can we use all this information to treatment plan without having to hop from software platform to software platform? And so we were able to use VR as that medium to import all this content for one
1: mm-hmm.
3: platform to how do you say, look at all this information for a good treatment plan? When we first started it. It was a wild ride. We weren't sure. Uh, but what we did know is that we needed an optimized PC to support most of these functions. As we know, you know, a lot of these softwares are always having updates, ever evolving, but the computers don't. So uh, sure. we wanted to make sure that we had a good support foundation to import huge STL files, facial recognition, moving objects, and these other things. And that's kind of about the time I met Jed. I was looking for somebody who really could understand how to manipulate digital files, who had a good understanding of CAD CAM and who was doing digital dentistry at its very highest level. So Jed, when I seen him, uh, it was almost like, you know, the light was shining down on me. I just knew this was the guy and <laughs> his sentiments were the exact same as mine. And uh, literally he was finishing my thoughts, knew kind of what I was thinking and where I wanted to go. And we were on a ride and it was just an amazing, uh, you know, Even today, we talk about, you know, did we think we were going to be this far so fast? And when COVID hit, you know, it was kind of preparation meets timing. Yeah. And, you know, we were in a great place. But we've been sitting on this for about a year and a half, almost two years, to make sure that we were getting our content right. And like Jed said, when I asked him and I made him promise me, this is a path that wasn't taken. We didn't have anybody to look at or compare ourselves to or say, hey, you know what? They're doing it wrong, we're gonna do it better. None of this existed. And I used the analogy as you know, kind of walking down a field of weeds and we look back and it's only our path that we see. So we wanted to double check everything and make sure that our verbiage and information we put out was correct. And you know, like Jed had mentioned uh, in the beginning, A lot of other VR platforms are out there. We've seen them at IDS, International, YouTube, but they're a one-person experience or they run you through kind of a training Mm -hmm. or they just don't have what we call a multi-user platform. And the guys in software that we partnered with, they are one of the top, if not the top VR software platforms out there. And so we want to make sure that we are able to offer a great experience to everybody. All we are trying to really do at the very core of this has moved the needle of digital dentistry forward without hindering or hurting the industry that we love so much that has fed both our families.
2: sure. A neat thing about the people who are really the main developers of the core platform that we are kind of launching off from is what makes it special. If you go look at a lot of the virtual reality experiences out there, a lot of them, as Vince said, are single player, but it's you going through an experience and essentially what it is is a video game. Sure. And that doesn't mean it's bad. You know, you can still learn how to do like knee replacements, heart surgeries, really neat things out there. And you're in a room with essentially a a robot or an avatar CPU, but it's not another real person in the room, it's not an instructor. Watching you and going through the steps with you and and having that one on one hands on experience. And so that's what really stood out about this platform and why we chose these guys to partner with them and use that as kind of the base of what we're doing. Because we want to be able to get all the tools in the room and not script out this experience, not script out this play that you're going to go through. Instead, we want to just be able to get all the tools and all the equipment in the room and let an instructor or teacher get in there with people and just let them do their thing just like they do in a real life hands-on course you know so things can go out of order you know people can make mistakes or bring up random thoughts and conversations that you would have in a real course good or bad yeah Uh, we wanted to have that experience and that's a very tough ask along with having a platform that can actually work on pcs it can work on macs work on iphone work on android literally work on every brand of VR headset out there. Those are very big key points that make it something that everyone has access to, not just certain people. You know, we want to be able to reach everyone.
3: There's a story that Jed always tells, and it's about me. Basically, I was coming from UCLA. I had a meeting out there, and I was just about to jump on the 405, and I was getting on the freeway, and he calls me and says, hey, Vince, you know, uh, are you ready? I said, oh, no. Uh, And so I guess I had forgot about a meeting. So I ended up getting off the freeway, hitting the hotspot on my cell phone and putting on one of the God. Oculus Go's and took the meeting from the side of uh, the freeway off Sepulveda. Wow. In your car. In the car.
0: Yeah. That would have been an odd <laughs> drive-by. <laughs> Nobody
3: was the riser, but it just highlights the the versatility of the software and where we are right now with technology. It's a crazy time. but. Like Jed was mentioning, this platform, because we are able to use it on so many different multiple devices, it leaves nobody out in the cold. Anybody can use it. Not to mention, we have a saying, you know, uh, charge less, make more. And Mm -hmm. usually after two days, once people kind of start immersing, you know, they lose their mind. I use a little different language, but they lose their mind after two days because they start realizing this platform, not only for digital dentistry, but for treatment planning, for schools, for education, for mechanics, I mean... Anything we can digitize, we can import to this platform and use at the highest level. And, you know, back in the day, I feel like when we would talk about a treatment plan, it was, uh, what was it, a Polaroid and a shade tab from the lab? sure, yeah. the- <laughs> Right, right. And look where we are at now. Now we can virtually bring in the patient, facial recognition, inner oral scans, all the other materials and mills and other things that we have been able to digitize or import and then put all this into one platform to utilize this information, a treatment plan at the highest level. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And for guys like Jed, when they educate on certain products or techniques, we are basically not one educating, but two, now we're also migrating these guys and introducing them to a new technology that is going to be the future. I mean, this isn't going anywhere. It's just going to get better. I'm super psyched for you guys. In my head, I can see it and I can visualize it.
1: And it just sounds amazing.
0: So let me see if I understand this. So instead of us just all talking into computers, with these devices, all four of us can have virtual reality headsets on, be sitting down and seeing each other, and still be having this conversation.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's you would, awesome. You would see each other's mannerisms, you know, as your head moves and bobs. If you if you got someone who's had too much caffeine and they're twitching <laughs> all over the place, like, you'll see that. That would be me. Wow. <laughs> But if you are, if you're someone who has vertigo problems, or someone who is not comfortable in a VR headset, you know, you get dizzy, Mm. that's where you can access via desktop, and you're still an avatar, you still move around. You maybe are just lacking some of those really unique functions that you would have with the controllers and things like that, but you can still function. You can still participate. So it's not like you're completely left out. Sure.
3: And, and you know, with the software, Elvis, we wanted to make sure that it was now. It wasn't passé. It wasn't you know backdated. So, for example, with our avatars, if you like something, because it's very hard to gauge an audience virtually. Yeah. So now we're able to use emojis, literally emojis, thumbs up, smiley faces, celebrate. If we like what's going on, if I don't like what's being said, I'll put thumbs down. Uh, we can still do message simultaneously. I mean, it's the way we communicate now. It is today's software.
0: I can shoot Barb an angry face, something like that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> That's right. you, can, yeah you can do that. And when you're in just kind of free discussion mode, You can have private sidebars, just like you do in real life. So in the rooms that we have where you create, you know, as you walk away from someone else, your voice actually gets quieter, just like it does in real life. Mm. Let's say you wanted to have a private discussion with someone that you're meeting at an expedition or something, then you just, you walk over a couple feet and you can have a private discussion. You don't have to worry about people eavesdropping in and things like that. So it's, it really does help bridge the gap that I feel like a lot of us are kind of yearning for right now. And we're kind of hoping, hoping that we can have, you know, it's, is it as good as being in person? No, I mean, nothing's probably ever going to be as good as being in person. Although I'm kind of a recluse, so I kind of prefer the non-in-person stuff. um,
0: (laughs) It depends on the people. Let's be honest.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It depends on the people, but it's, it bridges that gap to a point to where, you know, you not only function, but you can enjoy what you're doing. Yeah.
1: And especially now, you know, with COVID and the pandemic and all of that going on where people aren't traveling, but they need help. This is actually a perfect time to launch something like this. Oh,
3: absolutely. You know, as far as COVID-19, this software, this particular software is actually in three different COVID think tanks right now as we speak. Hmm. It's also being used by the DOD, Department of Defense, and some other high-level industries. So we are very proud of it. We're, we're very happy to be a part of the movement and the trend to literally help people evolve and start understanding digital dentistry. It, it's tough. It's tough because there's so many different platforms out there, but I believe that we'll rise to the top and people will see that what we're doing is only to help the industry. I, I think you guys will be pleasantly surprised by all the big companies out there uh, coming this year that will be basically putting it out there and using it in a manner that is an everyday procedure. I totally see it.
1: We have nesting problems, milling mm-hmm. problems, software problems. You try to get people on the phone, but I mean to have that and put that on and actually walk yourself through it with the person that's helping you, I can completely visualize in it changing the way that we do things.
3: Well, imagine this Barbara. imagine you're having an issue with your with your mill or something. Jed jumps on a call to help you and and it's an eternal issue. Maybe it's a spindle, mm-hmm. maybe it's a burr. Well, Instead of him showing you a manual, two D, a phone call, or waiting a week for him to get out there for something so minor, he can actually walk into the mill with you and look at that particular spindle burr part, whatnot, at real time from different places. Yeah, um, it, it, it's amazing mm-hmm. what we are able to do right now with this technology. I mean. Jed and I, I mean, I, sometimes I wonder, is this work? I mean, this it shouldn't be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's
2: yeah, so that's, perfect. That's one of my favorite things. I call it the magic school bus experience where you can take an object like a mill or take something that, you know, a STL, a, a model, anything like that. And you can blow it up the size of a bus and walk inside it. That's really fun to do because in dentists, we're working under a microscope on just about everything we do, Right. Oh sure. um, So to, be able to blow things up larger than life and look at it on that type of scale is a really fun way of learning. You know, it's really a neat way to engage people.
3: And you know what? The biggest thing I feel as far as technicians and, and labs and even clinicians, we're all visual people hmm. at the most part. You know, we're sure. all visual people. Yeah. If you show me and I see it, I got it. If you tell me, maybe yeah. I'm going to hear it twice. Okay. You know, so when we are able to treatment plan or talk about a case and oral scan, when I say... Hey, then size of one third, I can show you exactly. It's not that wide range because, as we know, 0.5 in the mouth is like a mile off. So we're talking (laughs) exact, not generalities here. And that's dentistry. Yep.
0: That's awesome.
1: Will you be dealing with both parties, meaning labs, techs, and dentists?
3: Yes. Cool. To back up a little bit, you know, with DHC, digital healthcare computers, and then VHS, virtual healthcare systems, when I first launched DHC, people were like, man, those computers are a little expensive. But with Alienware, you know, we started creating computers specifically optimized for dental applications. Mm-hmm. So we were able to add twice as much hardware, optimize and over-calculate to give our clients a, just a, what we call a fire breather. But this is what we are using to support the VHS platform in VR. So we created what we call an ecosystem. We will evaluate your network to make sure you can accept the optimization, right? Because even if you have a fire breather, if your network won't support it, it's going to be just like an old Dell. Once that's done, then we hook you up with the VR software. And after that, I mean, guns are blazing. I mean, you can do anything, sky's the limit. And we've literally hashtag limitless. Yeah. <laughs> when it yeah. To dentistry. Wow.
2: Yeah, as far as how you know the end user will actually see it, whether you're a clinician or a technician, like we said, we wanted this to be done the right way. And we've essentially given companies and educators the power to kind of make it their own, to kind of rebrand it and make it their own. And we're there to support them. So, rather than us being the face of it and trying to sell it to them as an end product, we've given them a chance to come in the back door and customize it for their own experience. And that way, they will be able to release it to the end user, regardless of whether you're a technician or dentist, Mm -hmm. mind you. And they'll release it to you in a very reasonable manner. So, it's not going to be like something that you have to go buy, like an Exocat or a Three Shape or another license. It's something that'll be you know, most likely lumped into your existing service fee, regardless of your provider that's out there. You know, it's going to be very affordable, almost not noticeable. So that way it's something you'll be able to experience and access without being forced to buy something, whether it's hardware or software.
3: And, you know, another thing, what we wanted to make sure was it was accessible to everybody. We didn't want to be, oh, well, we only want the upper crust to, you know use this software. It's only for the best people elite in the world. No, we wanted to make sure that this was affordable for everybody. Mm. We want everybody yeah. to be on this platform. And as you know, when we first started going down that road of CAD CAM, you know, we had closed systems. Other platforms weren't compatible with this platform, which meant, you know, we can't do certain things. And so we wanted to make sure with all these companies, that everybody was on the same playing field where now we can communicate easier. As you guys all know, uh, you know, just different software, sometimes they're not compatible, which means what we can't communicate or we can't do something. That's a shame. And just like, you know, all the CAD cam companies, then they opened up all the softwares. Now we're able to do things freely, wondered why they waited so long. So we didn't want to go down that road. This wasn't about monetary. This was about really changing an industry, putting a stamp on it, or at least being part of the movement or being a spark of the fire that, goes down this path to really do the highest level using all the tools that we have. We didn't do anything special. We just put everything together in a manner that is conducive to what we are trying to do. That was it. Um, And so the price point is very, very affordable. It's not going to break the bank. I think people are going to be overwhelmed with how cheap it is and what you're getting for the price and from my viewpoint when you
1: guys say experience it's a super freaking awesome experience it's actually an experience so being a dental technician myself growing up in the industry like this is just super cool to me and i can see all kinds of my technicians and the people that work in the cad department Mm -hmm. and on the machines Like, they're all, like, super young, when I say super young, you know, mid-20s, and I could see that freaking totally taking off.
2: It's really neat. It it fills a gap that we need, you know, that hands-on, kind of that close one-on-one experience, even if you're doing a, if you go do a high-end hands-on course, regardless of who you take it from, it's usually, you know, under 20 people, right? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. most of them are about 10. And it's a way to actually do those virtually on a much larger scale just so you can reach more people. That's the problem. It's not that these educators only want to teach 10 people that are out there. You know, they'd love to reach more people. It's just, that's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to do that many. So it's, it's going to open up the door for a lot of our educators who are really good educators to be able to just reach more people and and make a bigger impact. Cause it does, it it allows you to do that hands-on experience rather than just that big, you know, lecturing to 500 people at a time type of deal. And, and, you know, like Jed mentioned,
3: you know, what we call the shotgun effect. You know, you just kind of blast it out to the masses and hope it sticks. These intimate, smaller courses, uh, I believe this is where it really resonates and messages come across accordingly. And because of the virtual experience, being immersed, because you're in a headset, we have, what was it, 80, 85% retention rate as far as retaining this content. Because as we know, I'm sure there's a ton of products out there that companies launch. And maybe failed because bad intel information or the, or the technique path was not kind of explained in a manner where they really grasped sure. it. And so yeah. it was failed, even though they were great products. And so we wanted to make sure that we could do as much as we can to make sure that people really resonated and understood what we were doing. And I believe visuals do that. They
0: absolutely do that. So to go back to the example of fixing a mill, how do you guys render a virtual mill But not just the outside of it, you know. I mean, you really have to be able to open up a panel and move this and get into that. Do you have to build that piece by piece virtually? How does that system work?
2: Yeah, sometimes yes. Yeah, there's a lot of coding that goes into that, and I, man, I, it's it's kind of a whole new world for me, you know. I mean, I'm a dental technician, and I feel like I got that down to a fairly good degree, and you know, to jump into a field that is completely new and you feel like a duck out of water is, it's exciting and scary at the same time. But yeah, you know, fortunately, a lot of our manufacturers of all equipment now are using CAD CAM to do just about every design and process, even validate.
0: Sure. So it's already done.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So a lot of the files are created where everything is done. Some You know, even at least to a very blank state where it's just a shell, Mm -hmm. you know, like an STL, it's just a shell. There's no colors, there's no textures and animations and stuff like that. But at least you have that as a template. Yeah. And so if you have that as a template, then our team of coders, they'll go through and they'll assign, you know, they assign color, texture. You have to assign lighting is very important just so you get the right shadows and contrast that you need in there and then once you get all that done and you get it looking how it's supposed to then there's the job of animations and that's a whole other process so you you would need a panel to open but you also need it to uh go back to where it's supposed to go right you need you need to assign properties to it like gravity so it actually will drop on the ground and you have to pick it back up or when you go to put it on the mill it actually stops when it gets to the mill and it doesn't just go through mm-hmm. it like the mill's of a ghost. There's a whole series of animation and creation, which is really fun to see, but it is a big, big project. And that's why I said that creating the experiences are, is not the cheapest thing. But to the end user, we've structured it in such a way by working with the companies and educators. We've structured it in such a way that to the end user uh, you really shouldn't feel the cost of it. Yeah, They're going to save hundreds of thousands of dollars just in reducing their burn rate by going down this road. Sure.
3: You know, guys, keep in mind too, with this platform, initially we were working with Loma Linda University out here, and they wanted to be our initial partner with Coda to start digitizing basically... Digital education or dental education, shall I say? Mm-hmm. You know, even as such things as the CDT, the NADL, all this stuff is relevant. You know, anything that we have as far as content, if we can digitize it, we can import it. We can create training modules. I mean, sky's the limit. Uh, and the hardest part is, what anytime we do uh, like this today, we had a a big meeting, VR meeting with a big company. And, you know, they said, well, where should we start? I mean, you know, literally there's so many things we can do on multiple different platforms with this. uh, It's really hard to manage people's expectations. So like Jed says, uh, you know, let's just start somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Take your immediate pain point and let's go there. And as soon as we start the process, I mean, things just start coming up. Well, can we do this? Can we do this? Yes, we can do all that. And now we start creating what we call a, a runway to manage their expectations to make sure we can get it done in a time period that makes sense. But it's amazing. We've been really, really blessed to work with really good people, some great companies. And me taking this journey with Jed, I mean, it's just it's been a wild ride and
0: very, very fun. I bet. I can't imagine.
3: Hey, Elvis, is this what we announced? VHS is the new... Uh, Voices from the Bench platform, virtually? Oh, I
0: don't know. <laughs> all right, It all depends.
1: That's not a bad idea, Elvis. Come on. Let's
0: do it. How great can I make my avatar look? I mean, can I? That's what I'm
2: all about, you know?
1: <laughs> it depends on if you have the mustache or not. <laughs> Ask your wife. We
3: can do the mustache. We'll tell you.
2: <laughs> Whatever you want. You know, the funny thing is uh, some people think it's kind of weird, but our avatars, you'll see when we get you in there, but they don't have legs. So you have everything else. That's the best part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you would think that, but actually when you start using virtual reality over a lengthy period of time, you forget that you're actually in a virtual world. And so sometimes if there's things like couches, chairs, or if people have legs and stuff, you'll trick yourself and you'll actually go to sit down in real life <laughs> it's weird oh Your mind kind of goes through a little bit of a trip for a while oh wow yeah that's kind of an advanced thing where yeah we actually had to take the legs off the people for a while just because it actually was a little safer <laughs>
1: that's crazy. So, wow so how soon is this available is it still in the works or are you guys planning on a launch sometime soon
3: it's out we went public with it last week Jed. Was that right? Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. So it's week old,
2: huh? It's out right now. But like I said, we are working. We are kind of kicking up the dust and letting people know what's going on just so all of our partners, companies, and educators that you guys won't be completely blindsided when they show it to you.
1: Yeah.
2: We're kind of letting them offer it to you in the manner that they want. And that's really going to be the best way to have it be free in some cases or very cost effective in most cases. So... It's not like, you know, hey, here's VHS, come to our website and pay for it type of deal. Uh, It's just like, this is what it's about. This is what's going on. You know, let's talk about it. Let's get the conversation going. Get ready. It's coming. So you're going to get it either way.
3: I really like that approach. And, and, you know, we don't have any pricing. Uh, You know, like Jed said, we really want to make sure our message gets across. Uh, Our social media has been just going nuts with some of the videos that Jed and some of our other advocates have put out. I mean, just thousands and thousands of. Of views uh you know i really didn't expect it to go that fast but in a time where this is where we're at i mean it's a good time wow
0: are you guys allowed to talk about which partners you're working with or are we staying away from that topic
2: (laughs) you know we actually asked we actually asked and we're staying away from that topic because that was kind of like uh let us think about that and get back to you type of a response so i was like that's
0: fair that's what it's like working with corporate we get it
2: Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, pretty much it's going to be everyone and it's not, you know, we wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to be just one company either, because the last thing we wanted to do was hand one company a whole bunch of power to where they can possibly take over and have an, a monopoly of some kind, heaven forbid, you know, if this, yeah. if this technology right. is bigger than we can imagine, you know, you got to be smart that way.
1: So Elvis, I was wondering since we lost Jed for five minutes when he went to take care of his daughter, can... Can we roll back a little bit and find out about, you know, how he got into the industry? Because I know he and his father, second generation, that whole deal. Absolutely.
0: that's something we yeah. can do? That's the, yeah, the beauty yeah. of it. We can do whatever we want.
2: So. <laughs> sure. Do we make the Wayne's World Rewind noise? <całeuga grammar> do we do that?
1: Dude, <mates> do that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <inaudible> so I was curious, Jed, I've seen you speak many times with Iva Clark, yourself and your father. And um, I'm second generation as well. So I was curious. So what was it like growing up with your dad? And how did you get interested in becoming a dental technician?
2: I jokingly say that really my father was mean and he didn't steer me away from the industry. (laughs) You know, that I always say that. You know, he sucked me in. But, you know, I was super fortunate. I make no qualms about that. I I can't believe the circumstances. I was able to just uh, be raised and be brought up. And it's it's really kind of surreal. So I feel a lot of pressure to kind of do right by that. Yeah. Basically the way it happened, I mean, a long, long time ago, we go back almost 50 years now. My father met up with Gordon Christensen early in his career and they hit it off. And my father was Gordon's private technician and still is to this day. That's Uh, nuts. Gordon and his son, Will, who now runs the main practice. Gordon pretty much does a lot of research and education over there and and kind of co-manages CR reports, which used to be CRA. CRA, Clinician's Reports, that kind of car and driver for them. Oh,
1: yeah. I know all about it. Yep.
2: During their time together, they also started a lab school, private lab school and apprenticeship lab school, uh, which was small volume, but it was hands-on training, you know, nine to five while we were there working on Gordon's cases. And, you know, there's about six students at a time for a year you know it was just a really great experience i kind of grew up in that world and just grew up around these guys you know grew up heading down to the lab after school and uh you know taking my dog down there and bugging everyone and hanging out and i would even bring my video games down there and distract the students we'd play games and who knows what oh yeah but then when i was about 16 i got into it very heavily and my father would really when i was about 15 my father kind of he started grooming me and really kind of tutoring me kind of privately kind of put me through the paces as far as lab work education i got more involved with uh, dr christensen going up and seeing patients seeing more of his education a little more how the workings everything works and then you know i was teaching in the school i was one of the teachers for the school and and just slowly kind of migrated up through that. And I saw, once I realized the wonderful opportunity it was, because you grow up in that experience and it's just kind of like Gordon's a grandpa and my dad's my dad, mm. right? Yeah. I don't know him, <laughs> don't know him as kind of these well-known. Icon. I just know yeah. him as those guys, right? Gordon's my dentist. He was doing my fillings. In that experience, I, uh, once I realized the wonderful experience that is, I was like, I got to stick around and just absorb as much as I can. And thankfully, both of them have been very gracious with their information and their knowledge and have been willing to open up their doors just to let me be part of what they do and learn. So I've been a part of a lot of projects that we've done. As I mentioned, we probably did a lot of lecturing. My father did a lot of lecturing for Gordon. I've done a lot of help with Gordon and his institute over there. Uh, We kind of did a lot of public lecturing with GC America when they first launched the initial porcelain line mm-hmm. uh, helped them kind of successfully launch that here in the U S shortly after that, you know, we struck up a relationship with Ivoclar kind of more of a professional relationship with them as far as helping them on a more corporate level, as far as product development, R and D testing, things like that. And, uh, we really have friends all over dentistry and truly feel we can call up people from different companies and and just talk to them as their friends. So we're very fortunate and very lucky. And I'm I'm extremely fortunate to just kind of get to grow up in that situation. I would think anyone who grows up in that world would come out okay. Should know a good amount of information about dentistry. You would think, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous. A little jealous.
0: <laughs> you think you could get your dad and Gordon on this podcast? That would be fun. Dun dun dun. He's going i like the sound of that i'm with you guys i
2: want to hear it sorry guys i lost you there my speaker's coming oh how convenient yeah no i know know. sorry so yeah no i saw i saw the dots you guys were talking You guys are talking trash, but I didn't No hear I was it.
0: asking if we you could get Gordon and your dad on the podcast sometime. I bet you that would be some fantastic stories. Oh God
1: yes.
2: Oh yeah, you'll get some fun stuff. I mean they really do have a great history together when you work together that long. Yeah. It's just insane. and they've had to pioneer they've had to pioneer so many things if you think about it. I remember back in the days when I first was coming in, they were going around lecturing on how to do full mouth PFM full arches mm. and my father at the time he was teaching you know us and our students we do solder free castings right where you don't have to solder they don't work they just fit and back then pfms were still new that people said no no, no you cannot do large cases with pfms that was literally what was being taught by manufacturers all around yeah And Gordon and my father were going around trying to show and teach, like, no, you can do it. you got to follow these thicknesses, follow these parameters, and you'll be all right. And It's crazy the evolution that they've gotten to see. You know, that's one of the things that I really love about virtual reality and what we're doing with technology. I feel like technology is at a point where it can grab a hold of some of these great people who have been through these experiences, who have this education. And I really do feel like we need to somehow capture it to be able to pass it on to the next generation. You know, so many of us have these young 20 year olds in our labs right now that they don't know a lot of the fundamentals. They don't know a lot of the principles. And if we don't somehow, man, if we don't somehow record this in some sort of way for them to be taught, we're going to lose these great teachings for some of these great guys. So. I'm really excited about the possibilities of virtual reality and what we can do with it. Me too.
0: Yeah, but we could send those 20-year-olds to a virtual class to learn these fundamentals and never have to send them somewhere.
2: Yes. Right, here, here. That's what I'm liking. Well, I mean, not just that. I mean, there's a lot of, we're going to lose, you know, frankly, guys, I mean, we're going to lose a generation of really great people here uh, very shortly. Yeah. Yeah. How great would that be to go, you know, take a course from someone, but then have them be like, you know, Vince and I have talked about this, have them be like, you know, you want to know what it was like to visit Willie Geller in his lab? You know, let's virtually go there. Ah, uh, we'll look around. Heck
1: yeah. I want to go.
2: There's going to be a time when that is off the table, but we can do it virtually. That's pretty So cool. there's yeah. a lot of those things that we'll be able to pass on to the next generation.
1: Awesome. Well said. Super excited.
2: And I want you guys to know, Jed didn't just
3: say that for no reason. He's an Archibald. He has something coming up. So uh, look forward to all that good stuff.
0: Ooh, teaser. I love it. Well, like your dad pioneered PFMs, here you are pioneering VR dentistry. That's some great stuff.
3: Don't you love how it comes full circle? That's amazing. Amazing.
0: Yeah. What's the best way for listeners to find out about you? Do we just wait for it to come to us? Or is there Facebook, somewhere we can go to check this stuff out?
3: Absolutely. You guys can go to our social media, vhs-vr.com or dhc-pc.com. And then also Mm -hmm. uh, Jed's personal page, my personal page on Facebook. We're also on Instagram as well. I'll be honest, Jed has put out some killer videos recently that are just blowing doors. So, uh, you know, anytime you guys get a chance to look at them and get caught up, stay tuned. That's all I can tell you.
0: Nice. I'm on it. Yeah. Can't wait. We'll definitely put the links up.
2: Yeah. So one of those things where it is just kind of, you know what, follow us and stay tuned. You know, as soon as we step out in front of it and put a face on the product, that limits the possibilities for companies and partners to do their own thing with it, you know? So we're just trying to make sure that we create awareness and get the word out there just so it helps them rather than hinders them. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I can't wait till this is all over our industry and it's just uh, the norm. Yeah. It's going to be cool and I'm excited for it. Me too.
3: I I think you guys will be uh, shocked on how many people jumped on this platform. Uh, and really had that foresight. I I think, like Judd said, you know, the industry's evolving and for the best uh, and we're harnessing kind of the technology to help everybody grasp it and move forward. Uh, It's going to be a good time.
0: Nice. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on the podcast to talk about it. Hopefully we'll stir up a little bit more interest. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: no, no. Thanks for having us. No, I think our next one, our follow-up podcast needs to be in VR. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah there you go i totally
1: agree
2: we need to host it for you guys and we'll do it in vr i'll
0: give it a shot i'm excited you will love it.
2: it you will dig it i promise
0: well thanks gentlemen we appreciate it all the best well thank you thank you no,
2: thank you so much thank you so much
0: it's been fun and i, I can't wait to see more of it absolutely awesome thank you, thank you guys have a good one all right thank Bye. you that was awesome. Hey Barb, I've been talking about the new Formlabs printer we got for a few weeks now. And while we are pretty much printing all of our models on it, last week we gave custom trays a try. Do you do a lot of custom trays? You know, we do a fair amount. Pretty much with any over or hybrid case, we insist that it all starts with a well-designed custom tray. Because if you don't get that right, the rest is crap. Am I right?
1: Yeah, you're pretty much right, that's for sure. There's nothing worse than getting to the verification
0: jig only to find out that the model was wrong. For sure. You know, one of the things I really like is that the material is very translucent. So when we go chair side and help with the full arch, you can try in that tray before the impression material and really see that everything is lined up and where it should be. That's amazing. So I gotta ask you, cause you've had it for a couple weeks now, Was it easy to print it? Sure was. We just put the cartridge in, labeled custom tray, import our design into the free software that comes with the printer, hit that magic wand button, it puts everything on the plate with all the supports, and off it goes. Super simple. Magic wand button. I like that.
1: Well, it definitely seems like you're a fan. Where can people learn more about Form Labs Form 3B printer?
0: Well, head over to formlabs.com forward slash... VFTB for Voices from the Bench. And they can send you something printed on a Form 3B printer for you to check out. I suggest checking out their gray model material. It's pretty nice.
1: Thanks for your support of the podcast, Form Labs. Thank you guys. A super big thanks to Vincent and Jed for coming on our podcast to talk about this super amazing and exciting new way for labs to communicate and succeed. I really, really enjoyed that. I think this is definitely gonna take off. So they're really on to something with this platform, allowing companies access virtually to service labs from afar. Check it out, guys. Who knows? Sometime maybe we will recording the podcast while. All of us are sitting on a virtual beach. Hey, now there's a good idea, Elvis. A virtual beach. There you go. I could actually be on an actual beach while you're on a virtual beach. So So you'll
0: actually get the sensation of sand.
1: (laughs) In my toes, yeah. yeah.
0: I could send you sand. No, I'm good. good. (laughs) I'll send you some snow when we get it next week. (laughs) Okay, I look forward to it. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you. Have a good one. We appreciate it. Talk to you next
1: week. Bye. Feet were wet, and they just came out from under me, and I almost just took a dive. Oh (laughs) sh.